Welcome to our second leadership summit. Maybe our last leadership summit, I'm not too sure. I just love God so much. Whose voice was that? <laughs> Welcome Evangelist Nana, Pastor Debo, uh, Evangelist James, uh, Minister Corriday, Pastor Maria De Silva, Evangelist Tony, Pastor uh, King Billions. Uh, you're still here, Minister Donnell, you're here, good. Well done. Well, let's see if you can make it to the new year, isn't it? <laughs> Don't worry, it's a private joke. He knows what I'm talking about. Pastor Sephora, Pastor Gabby, Pastor Kishi. I think Kishi should be a pastor, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kishi should be a... <laughs> What's that? Your evangelist. Evangelist Kishi, Igis, uh, Minister Hannah, uh, Pastor Niona. Hi, Niona. You good? You've lost your voice. That's why you don't want to say anything. Wow, that's the clearest I've heard her for five years. Clap for her. Praise God. <laughs> um, what's your name, sir? I keep on forgetting your name. You're dressed smart today. Marvin, one of PK's um, soldiers of death, the, the, the end time soldiers. Marvin, uh, Pastor Binta, no curly hair today. No curly hair. So Binta, Pastor Binta has returned back to normal. Um, we welcome you, Ma. We welcome you. Uh, Jaden, any detentions today, sir? Pardon? Are you sure? No detentions, no exclusions. Yeah? We're fine. For the next eight hours until the next day, right? <laughs> Evangelist Amelia, are you evangel minister? Minister Amelia, Minister Lola, Pastor Joanna. Pastor Joanna is a prophetess, you know. Yeah. You remember Pastor Joanna and her prophecies? Pastor Joanna, you need to get you speaking again. Uh, Pastor Ray, um, Pastor Onyeka, Evangelist Jaden, Pastor Jerry Jerome Smith Pierce. <laughs> How come you're here? You said you were doing Taekwondo tonight. Yeah, but I said, I said to you, if, it's being, if you're paid to do it, you should not come. Are you sure? Okay. What's the point? Listen to me. When I ask you for C now, you tell me. Oh, I was. <laughs> you told me to be at Gold House. Uh, um, Pastor Ayo. Can we give a round of applause to Pastor Ayo? That's a, that's a serious reception. That's a serious reception. The silent guy, the man who never gets to see himself in a photo. Never. Nobody, nobody takes a picture of Pastor Ayo. Forever he will always be seeing what he's, the pictures he's taken. And he will never see it. Actually, do you have photos of yourself? Jeez, man. That's serious. So, um, Angie, you're going to have to... You guys are going to have to be taking turns, taking pictures of each other while that one is taking pictures of someone, right? Uh, Brian, well, uh, welcome to Brian. Brian, I didn't know that you played keys so well, though. Brian, uh, 
Pastor Kevin, our Eastside General. Eastside General. Yeah. He was busy, busy texting PT. You don't know how I know, isn't it? I don't know. I just felt it was PT I was speaking to. But it was PT, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Busy texting PT during service. Um, uh, Pastor Sandra. Pastor Aliyah. Pastor Aliyah Gordon. Pastor Eben. Pastor Eben is doing J-Lo style. This is J-Lo, isn't it? This is J-Lo. Uh, 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 answer, answer. Uh, uh, do you remember that? Three G's are laughing, you know. Are you sure you guys know what I'm talking about? J-Lo. What? Amelia, do you know that song? Really? You must have been a weird child. Um, uh, Pastor Niniola Scott. Uh, Evangelist Phaedra. Is it Evangelist or Minister Phaedra? Minister Phaedra, Minister Evangelist Odelia. Evangelist Odelia, Minister Precious, Evangelist Angie, of course. Um, pastor Anais. Anais just looked different from becoming a pastor. It's like the pastoral oil is. Um, it's good, no. Look better, look amazing, look good. Pastor Anais. Uh, Evangelist Nena, Evangelist Nena, Doctor Pastor Doctor Emma, and Pastor Doctor Abraham, and um, Toffee. Imagine that's what they call her, you know. They call her Toffee, Minister Toffee. Is it Minister Toffee? Minister Zoe, Emmanuel, and the man that I never see in my house but lives here somehow. Oh my days! There's a sofa back there. How did I miss Alicia's call? Um, Evangelist William. Clap for William, guys. Huh? Yeah, I'm coming. William is the reason why I drink tea. I've ever drank tea. And in fact, the first, the first thing William requested for in the gold house was, we need a, back, we need a packet of tea. I remember um, Pastor Emma had to go to... Um, Costco to go get one giant PG tip stuff. It's still there. No one is going to touch that thing, sir. You're going to drink it all by yourself. Uh, Pastor Dr. Alicia is also here. Yes, yes, yes. And Pastor Mariam is here for the first time in 10 billion years. Pastor Mariam, please have a seat here. Have a seat in, in, the, in, the, in the lights, not in the dark, in the lights, please. Huh? Don't worry, there's no paparazzi here. Times newspaper is not here. The Sun newspaper is not here. Daily Mail is not here. You're fine. We screened everybody before they came in. Imagine that William was going to bring some American guy to my house. What? You know him from where, Will? Eh? I'll make him sound. Do you know him from somewhere? Exactly. My point. I make him sound weird, but you don't know him from anywhere. Huh? Huh? You don't know him from anywhere. Uh, Pastor Emma is here. Pastor Emma likes to hide. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one day, one day, social media team, you'll have permission to capture her and drag her into your team. Because She's got the social media gift, isn't it? She's hiding, but she's got the social media gifts doing the videos and all this kind of thing. She said no many times, so I'm saying no. Okay, so we're all here ready for 
our the word today and i'm just hearing so much word from pastor stephen pastor stephen pastor christian <laughs> pastor alex and pastor alex the times of the prophet can we continue from where we stopped guys oh, yes. which is last week but there's a lot of words to go through what time is it so that i know how to it's eight o'clock ah it's quarter to nine okay so we don't have much time we don't have much time we don't have much time okay the worst thing you can ever do to me is give me what you want to preach with me it looked like you were saying you want to preach with me how many of you guys know that kishi is very prophetic though i didn't know that i'm just realizing she sees like everything she's like part of the I, I, oh yeah, me too. So the, there's a the prayer team I fear the most. I think is the mothers people because they go away, they come back with some very accurate things, and I'm, I'm like, how do you? So the weirdest thing was yesterday. Was it yesterday? So yesterday, myself and the preachers, we had our own time, and the mothers had their own time in prayer. But it was funny how, as we were receiving a word of prophecy, they were receiving the same exact word of prophecy in Kingston, and we were here in my office praying. Uh, it just lets me know that there is a season that we're definitely in and it is called the time of the prophets. It is the time of the prophets. And can anybody remind me of what we spoke about uh, last week? Uh, what do we speak about in, in regards to the prophets? Don't worry, we're going to do teaching and preaching, etc. Elijah and Old Troubler of Israel. So we went into Trouble TV. Huh? King James, yes. So we spoke about King James as well. We went into Trouble TV. As we, we spoke about King James as a man who received the revelation of God according to King James. Yeah, yeah so um, what is a prophet is a man that's been given a word. A man that's been given a word. He's been given a message for a season, a time, a people, a generation. That is a prophet. So what is God doing? He's gathering prophets. He's gathering his people to give a word. It's useless for each and every one of us to just 15 minutes for the 3Gs to leave. Okay, that's fine. That's, I'm not going to force you guys out before you put me on Twitter that I dragged you out. So I'm just letting you know in 15 minutes time, the 3Gs can go home. Yeah? Okay. So he gives a word to a man for a world, for a time, for a generation, for that man to speak God's word to those people. Are you guys hearing me? What were you going to say, sir? You were going to say something. No? Anything else? You mentioned Elijah. What were we saying about Elijah? Do you remember that we spoke about a prophet is a man without a name? So until the world discredits you, you're not yet qualified to be a prophet. I spoke to you saying that a prophet and a priest are two different people. A priest comes from a bloodline. He comes from a bloodline. His father was a priest, his father was a priest, and his father was a priest. And in the priestlyhood, they are accountable to the people, but they're also allowed to partake of, of the offering of the people. So they don't per se have to have their own work or job kind of thing. They, people look after the priest. But as for the call of the prophet, the prophet is not accountable to people because he says mad things. Do you see what I'm saying? He says what the people do not want him to say. So I spoke to you about John the Baptist. And from here, we'll get into the word. We, I spoke about John the Baptist and said, it was a man in the wilderness that was crunching locusts and, and drinking honey. 
And for that reason, the sound of the man will be different. Because he already cannot be bought. I said to you that God is preparing men who cannot be bought out by the offerings of this world. The world will always come to put a price on the man of God. So when Judas came, he, put a, he, he placed a value on the man of God. He placed a value. He, he valued him as 30 pieces of silver. And I said to you that the issue with the prophet is because he, he has embodied the lives of many people. He has transcended into eternal life. And eternal life means that you can no longer place a value on his life. So by the time Judas had already clocked the situation and now Judas wants to um, get himself away from the evil he's done in trying to buy out the prophet, buy out the man of God, by then it's too late. So he's thrown back the 30 pieces of silver. But the issue is Jesus is not worth 30 pieces of silver. I said to you he's worth like 30 billion pieces of silver. So now there's a debt on the price of Judas. The debt and what the Lord says about debt is the wages of it is death. So now Judas has to pay with his life. Judas has to pay with his life. The only way for Judas to break out of the covenant of death upon his head for selling out the man of God is for him to receive a word. But by then it's too late to hear. You're too journeyed too far deep into darkness. You can't see light anymore. So Judas then is now sentenced to a death. And I said to you, no. so we sentence the world. We place the world under such judgment. Who is the prophet? The man who delivers a word to a generation. Because my job as a prophet is to implicate everybody that I speak to. You cannot judge someone until they've heard the message God has given you for them. How do I expect somebody to obey God when they've not heard from God? Are you hearing what I'm saying? So I, I, I also have to be cautious as a leader. I cannot tell those who follow me. I can't tell them off if I've not taught them something. I cannot assume and say, hey, I've not shown you how to do this thing, but I expect you to know. No, no, no. That would be unjust. And in that doing, God then will judge the speaker or the teacher. So the prophet has to speak. He speaks words on his mountain. Do you remember what I was saying about that? He's a man that's unbiable. It is not about the Louvre's and the Rolls Royces and all the things of this earth. Yes, we will use them. But the prophet is a man who has already lived in the wilderness to the place where he's already comfortable with his discomfort. So what does God do to leaders that he's creating in this world atmosphere? He's placing a sword in their mouth. I, I spoke to you saying that the discomfort of the prophet is that he bears the sword and he doesn't bear it in vain. Do you remember that scripture? It said the man of God doesn't bear the sword in vain. What does that mean? Is that he carries a sword and he's not afraid to use it. You know on the streets when they say he's carrying a gun but we don't, we're not sure if he can shoot. But the, the prophet carries the sword and he's not afraid to use the sword. That is what you and I are called into. So I then from that word as I went into my sleep like that night the Lord started speaking to me about a future prophet who God calls to another world. God is calling men who can speak his word. But what is God's word? What is the word? Have you ever asked yourself that question? What is the word? What is the word? I need to know what the word is. And I tried my best to speak about it in seven minutes on Sunday. But it was not enough because the Lord was speaking to me about translation. And telling me that what he's called for the prophet is to journey through translation. 
journeying through translation is the call of the prophet. So there was a man called Daniel. And I think last week we spoke about Elijah. But this week I want to speak to you about Daniel. He is a man who was sent into captivity into a land that was not his own. Does that remind you of yourself? He, he became a citizen of a country that he was not from. Does that remind you of yourself? And when he came into that country to affirm his citizenship, he has to learn their language. He has to eat their food. He has to be renamed under the, the laws of that land. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So the prophets of today, the Daniels of today resemble that figure. A language that you had to learn. If not, you would not be accounted as a citizen. What is that language? It is for you here in the United Kingdom. It was called English. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So when they came to Africa to colonize Africa or to colonize Nigeria or Ghana or any other country, when the job of a man who colonizes is to rid you of your country and give you theirs. They can't physically bring you into their nation, but they can bring their nation to you. How do they do that? They bring the mindset of their nation. So you can be living in Nigeria, but all of a sudden you wear suit and tie every morning. And you look exactly like the man that woke up 8 a.m. in Peckham. How is that? How is that it, that you're in a different world, but you're in the same world? How does a king is able to bring and evangelize the soul? So what is a new evangelism is not that they have to be in Spark Nation. I just need to get them under the world that is called Spark Nation. So someone is in Ghana, but is living like a man that is in Deptford or a man that is in Mayfair. But they're living the same life. It went so far as to this, that they will send their companies, they will send everything into that other land. There is Nando's in those worlds. There is McDonald's in those worlds. So lifestyle is not too different. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Lifestyle is not too different. It is that they live in the United Kingdom. They are still citizens. Despite that they don't live here with you, they are still citizens under the Queen's rule. She still counts them as her subjects. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So how do I create a world? What is God calling for as a prophet? Because all I want to do now is give words to speak to leaders, to fashion the mind of leaders. Fashioning the mind of leaders to prepare us for what we really are so that we can speak in the world as who we truly are. Do not despise your call as a prophet. It does not mean that just because I am a doctor that I can only be subject to the souls that are in my hospital. No. You begin to sharpen your, your word, your language. You aim to colonize outside of your jurisdiction. Teach them another language. Do you know that it is possible to sound like a doctor without having a certificate of a doctor? That is what was given to Africa. It was a colonization, a citizenship without the red passport. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So this guy Daniel comes into Babylon. He's not Babylonian. He's Israel. He's a Jew. And he comes into Babylon, colonized now. And they said to him, now we give you three years. Three years is your time to learn the language and learn the customs of Babylon. Learn the customs, Daniel. Learn how we live. Learn what we eat. Learn how we speak. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I need you to know that these things did not discredit Daniel from being what? From being a prophet. 
It did not discredit him. It just furthered the reach of his word. It just increased the boundary of wherever he will speak into. So what is, what is a prophet now? As he's colonized and he's learning, three years they put him into school, learning the customs and traditions of Babylon. Learning. But one night, one night the Lord came to speak to Nebuchadnezzar or I think it was to Darius, his son, where God came to speak to him and God wrote on a wall or God drew on a wall. And how is it that he did not understand the language that was spoken to him? That means that it was not written in English. Neither was it written in Persian. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That means it was not written in the language of Babylon. So it must have been a letter from another kingdom. It must have been a, a letter from another nation. Do you know that in those days, they will, they will, the scribes, scribes were in every temple to translate what other kings will write to other kings. That is the work of a scribe. A scribe is the man at the courts of the king that when the king of France sends a letter, the scribe who knows French will read out the letter. Am I right, sir? He will read out the letter for the king who does not understand French because he's the king of Persia. So what baffled Darius is, I've received a message that I don't understand. I've received a message that I don't understand. So what did he do? He called everybody. Let's go to that Daniel 5. Do you have those scriptures? right? So you can, you can interject me and, and say, sir, I think I should read something. Yeah. So go ahead. King Belshazzar gave a great banquet for a thousand of his nobles. Is that Daniel 5? From verse 5? Yeah. Yeah. No, go on. From 5, 5. Read from verse 5, 5. No, read Daniel chapter 5, verse 5. Suddenly, as they drank the wine, they praised the gods of gold and silver, of bronze, iron, wood and stone. <laughs> Look at the gods that they serve. It said, as they drank the wine, they praised what? The gods of gold and silver, of bronze, iron, uh, amazing. wood and stone. Uh -huh. Suddenly, the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall, near the lampstand in the royal palace. The king watched the hand as it wrote. His face turned pale and he was so frightened that his legs became weak and his knees were knocking. Mm. The king summoned the enchanters, astrologers and diviners. Okay, the king summoned enchanters, astrologers and diviners. Continue. Then he said to these wise men of Babylon, Yes. Whoever reads this writing and tells me, tells me what it means will be clothed in purple and have a gold chain placed around his neck. Mm. And he will be made the first highest ruler in the kingdom. Then all the king's wise men came in, but they could not read the writing or tell the king what it meant. So King Belshazzar became even more terrified and his face grew more pale. His nobles were baffled. The queen, hearing the voices of the king and his nobles, mm. came into the banquet hall. May the king live forever, she said. Don't be alarmed. Don't look so pale. There is a man in your kingdom who has the spirit of the holy gods in him. Yeah. In the time of your father, he was found to have insight and intelligence and wisdom like that of the gods. Your father, King Nebuchadnezzar, appointed him chief of the magicians, enchanters, astrologers, and diviners. 
He did this because Daniel, whom the king called Belshazzar, was found to have a keen mind and knowledge and understanding. Yes. And also the ability to interpret dreams, explain riddles and solve difficult problems. Call for Daniel and he will tell you what the writing means. Stop there. Call for Daniel. Call for Daniel and he will tell you what the writing means. And I was saying on Sunday that you see the thing with the kingdom is because our kingdom does not speak English. Neither does it speak Arabic. And I didn't have the chance to describe because you see, when you meet God, you meet a child. It is like a meeting of a child. So many people think that if you were to come before the presence of God, you would see a, a big guy. Have you seen cartoons where they draw this big man with big beard? No, it is more like meeting a baby. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll soon tell you why, why that is. Why is that though? Because you see, God only, like I was saying on Sunday, God only knows how to write in what? He writes in images. Do you remember when you were a child? Do you remember? So children only know how to draw first. I remember my niece and my nephews. I remember them because when they were little, they would first draw. Yeah, yeah. And what is the first thing children draw? They draw circle. Yeah. This thing. I don't know why. It's like, they, is that their universal language? Where, okay, they don't draw eyes or nose or anything. The first thing they draw is just this scribble thing. This scribble thing. The only thing God can do is write in his language. So there were images on that wall that day, that night. The Bible will not tell us their images because it still don't even seem right to write that. So it has to make up some letters of some sort. But if we go by history, we know that history tells us that in that time, there was nothing even like letters. Even Egypt was writing in images. You will have to see from picture to picture. You have to see from picture to picture what a man is saying about a certain story. From picture to picture. That is how you read a sentence. That is how you understand what, what, what are the scribes saying? What are the, what are the prophets saying about this story? But what did, what did, what did um, Darius see that night? It's just a scribble. It makes no sense. The writing on a wall. And I said to you that that is the reason why as the Israelites began to journey into Jericho, it's that same writing, that same figure. The only thing God is ever going to write for you is this thing. It is your journey. You're journeying around the wall. As you walk around the wall, you're reading images. You're reading, and as you're reading, let me tell you what happens. As you read, the images light up. And that's what causes the wall to fall. You see, however long it takes you to walk around. And that's why it's important in life for you not to give up as a prophet. Because your life is not straight. Here is the voice of one in the wilderness crying out. There is no upward trajectory in the wilderness. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is no upward trajectory. There is no career plan in the wilderness. What do you say after year one of the wilderness? Do you say that in year two, I plan to preach in a hotter condition? Or maybe let me eat more grasshoppers in year three than in year five. 
There's no forecast. It is just the perambulating round. Prophets being sent into a world. Why? Because there's an image that they're trying to make of. Are you guys hearing what I'm saying? This is God's language. It is written in fire. It is written in light. But that's how he scribbles. You see, the mouth of God is what writes. It says that it makes his, the, what is it? The mouth of his, like a ready writer. It is the flame on the tongue. So when he called Jeremiah, the first thing he did was, Jeremiah, I need to make you born again. Born again means induct you into your call for nation. Who is born again? It's not the whole body that's born again. It is just the tongue. It is a switching of tongue. That is what makes a man born again. Because from the tongue will come the writing. And if you're able to write, because look, it did not say the hand of God wrote. It said the hand of a human. So you still have people in your lives that because you've not learned the language of God, you've not been able to confuse them. And because you've not been able to confuse them, there's been no message saying, call for me, Tofumi. Because no one understands this thing that I'm reading. I need someone who can understand this language. Until that point where you can write, you need to be able to write into the minds of those who God is sending us into. So we will always sound like this. Let me just give you that now. It is not for us to make sense. So when you see those gatherings, I think Pastor Emma was showing me a gathering last night. Oh, these well put together believers. They look so uh, Instagram kind of thing. They're well put together. They look so, um, what's the word now? So marketable. <laughs> Their Instagram page is so nice. And they're saying all kinds of motivational talk. And the girl is wearing her blazer and looking so cute and nice. And she's like, ah, oh, girl, I see you. And then she's laughing. Hey, hey, hey. And I'm thinking, what is, you know, I wanted to express my language, but I knew for Emma, she's just going to say this guy, man. So this is why I don't bring stuff to you. But I just, I felt very angry and disgusted by it. Very angry and disgusted because what will make someone want to hear from me again is if I say something they don't understand. If you understand today, you're not coming tomorrow. It is what happens to a student. Why do students return? Because they need to know more. So a student doesn't return because I know what's going to happen. They return because I don't know enough. How do we make kings our students? How do we disciple men who are bigger than us? It is for God to give us his language. It is the language of fire. A language, a tongue, a tongue. Let me, I'm just stressing this again. It is a tongue. And when I break into what I'm really saying, I think you guys will really get where I'm going. But it is a tongue. It is a tongue. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So God only teaches his kids. What is my relationship with God for as a prophet? What am I looking for? I'm looking for a relationship where God will teach me how to speak because God only teaches his kids. In God's class, you have to be a child. You cannot be an adult. And I'm not talking about size, I'm talking about age. I'm speaking about age, not, 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 not size, not makeup, not maturity. If a man is made today, can he be mature today? No. 
So now I know that Adam was an immature man. But he had to be an immature man because Adam was a child. Despite that he's a full grown man, Adam is a child. When you meet Adam, Kalita Tutaliata, if you meet Adam, he behaves like Chloe then. He behaves like Joey. You may not get what I'm saying. The, the life of a child is to speak their father's language. So I get more now what God looks like and how he behaves. Some of you think that in your well-put-togetherness, that's how you're going to take the world. Have you, have you seen the life of a prophet? It's only a child that I can trust to crunch locusts and put in his mouth. Because a child is going to put anything in his mouth. It's only a child that does not understand if I'm being evicted or not. The landlord comes in and says, go home. And he's just like, thank you. Okay, sorry, I'm going now. You're thinking, why, why, why are you not reacting to things that should make you react? Yeah. Yes, sir. It is a child. He's not mature, but he's a man. Yeah. And his immaturity is God's thoughts. His immaturity, you know this sounds so funny, isn't it? His immaturity is God's language. So that's why the scripture says, he has chosen the foolish things to confound the wise. Because when God begins to speak, it does not sound like, is this really God? And I saw a story or a movie called um, the Moses movie. What's it called again? Of gods and something like this. And every time Moses will meet God, it's some little kid. And I always used to wonder, why they make it a little kid? God giving the revelations of himself to Hollywood. And, then, and the pastors and religious people watched it and said, that is not God. <laughs> The day we all get to see him, you will think it's a big guy with beard that you're seeing. Uh-uh. It's just some little kid on a throne. Just doing like this and angels moving around to his fingers, playing. And you're wondering, where is the Lord God Almighty? And they're pointing at him that that's, that's him there. He's immature, but he's a man. <laughs> the language of God it is a language that is written in fire. Only a prophet can behave that way. So the prophet is a child. is is a mature man. He's not, he's not thinking like the world. So when God grabs his hand and says, I need you to marry the prostitutes, he will marry the prostitute. Because God is saying, I want to make an example. I want my people to know that they are treating me badly. So I need to use you as an example. God sent his man of God. God sent the prophet to go and marry a prostitute. Can, can a wise man do that thing? A woman who has been with many men and does not plan to stop being with many men. She did not, she's not marrying him and saying, now I will settle down. Because God needed the prophet to feel the pain he was going through. So when God will look at him, God will say, how do you feel today? And he'll say things like, I just saw my wife walk home at 3 a.m. And I know she walked home with a man. And I feel so broken. And God said, that's right. That's how I felt when I saw them in the temple pretending like they were praying to me. But they were busy on Twitter and Instagram. That's how I felt. But I, you've not had enough yet, prophet. I needed to experience more of what I'm going through. And day by day, the prophet will want to have a night with his wife. But his wife has finished having a night with someone else. Does that remind you of you coming home? You meant to do your 30-minute prayer. 
But you've spent 30 minutes on Netflix, one episode of Queen in the South is good enough for me. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know, don't be scared, don't worry. If you pray, you pray. <laughs> I've just finished watching a dark episode. And then I bring my mind to God to pray. And as I'm bringing my mind to God, I'm seeing the flashes of darkness in my prayer. And I'm trying to ignore it. The place where the man, the, the guy, the girl was, what was it? She took drugs and that, all these things. You're seeing things in a place of prayer. You see, the eyes of the prophet can be easily tainted. Easily. His ears can be easily damaged. So beware who the prophet hears from. The prophet's life is different. He only, let me tell you something. The prophet only decides to partake in a life when he wants to receive a compassion. <laughs> Why does a prophet go into the midst of sinners? He needs to afflict himself with pain. <laughs> Have you seen children when they notice someone doing something bad? Have you seen children crying when it's not them that did the thing? But they've seen someone else do something that their mom and dad said you should not do this thing. And the guy just breaks down crying. Compassion in the midst of chaos. Because our tears will form rivers. Salty seas can only come from your eyes. God, don't, God does not make a sea fall from condensation on the ground. I know it sounds beautiful in science. No, 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 no. It is from the pain of seeing man cheat on him. God wept for the earth. His weeping created a flood. God said that he will not cry again. And he's doing his best. So the next time where God was supposed to cry, he just sweated blood. Because if he knows that if he goes down to tears matter again, it's going to be another wipeout. Learning the language of a prophet, that's what we're going to speak about tonight. What language am I learning? It is the image that is written in fire. The tongues of fire that, that visited us at Pentecost. The classroom of God, go there now. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. They were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and yep. filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So they began to speak in other tongues, other languages. But now let's go into what is this language. I want you to go to Hebrews chapter 11. Go to verse 1 of that. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for. And assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. Okay, read the KJV version of that. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Yeah. The evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. By faith, 
Are you with me? By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. That the worlds were framed. So, all this time, whenever God writes, he's just painting a picture. It's the framing of something. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Until I have changed my language from English into a picture form where I can frame. Until you're framing something you're not speaking. Until you're framing something, you're not saying a a word at all. Because words come in frame. Words must be put together and given. So nobody in this, no man, no king in this world understands the language of words. They understand pictures. So when I'm called to go into another place in my life, what do I have to do? I have to see it. I have to see that time. What is 2050? What is 2030? What is the new age that we're calling for the United Kingdom? If Spark Nation is desiring and saying that this room here is going to start a new age of ministry, a new age of the word, a new age of people, you have to see it. Has your word transcended from words to pictures? That's what you've got to ask yourself now. Because if it hasn't, then I'm not able to confuse people and I'm not able to give God a picture of myself. So I understand many things now. It's just like when Elijah was about to leave. He said to Elisha, if you see me, if you see me in the chariots of fire, it is that same pen, that same ink. That is the only way God writes and the only way God speaks. I don't know if you guys are hearing what I'm saying. Because you see, when you're called as a prophet, the last thing you want to do is have doubt. Faith is the language of children. No child has no faith. Children have the most faith in anything and anyone. Do you know why? Because they don't see too much detail. They just see a picture. They just see mom and dad. And let me just give you the honest truth. How many words do children know? How many words do they know? Very little. Their vocabulary is limited to what? Mom and dad. Their vocabulary is limited. Inside the image of those people is their entire world. A child does not feel they need to know what orange juice is. All they have to do is point. They get mom and say that. All they have to do is make sure that everything is just, everything is framed around those two. So I'm here as a prophet, sent to a world, sent to a people. What is the only image that I see? That's all God is asking. There's only one picture you need to put in your mind. If you're going to groan in a place of prayer, you just need one picture. What is that picture? That picture is whatever will push you into compassion. It is the image that will push you into compassion. So compassion is not about reading certain words. Compassion is about what is the image that you are seeing. So every moment of the life of Christ is just trying to paint an image in his heart. 
So that's why I was telling the boys last night, this guy could not go to his cousin's burial on the first day because he's still trying to picture many things. The disruption of Mary and her and all of, all of the family downcast and disrupted. I'm going to talk to you guys about compassion. It is, it is what picture can you put in your heart? There's something missing. It's an image. That's what's missing amongst us. We don't have enough view of what God is trying to say for us. So we're, we're busy trying to clutter too many scriptures into our mind. We're busy trying to put in too much words that match, words that match with this word and revelation that matches with this revelation. But can you just have an image of a world? Can you just have a view of something that can push you to cry? Push you into tears. That's all you need. And you just, you spend the rest of your life focusing on that image. That's all. That is how you breed a life of power. That is how you become a man of power. That is how, how many of you guys are looking for power? You know what you're looking for, but you've not yet seen it. You've not yet beheld that thing. Why? Because you don't spend time understanding God's language. What is God's language? It is the image, the painting of fire that God painted about you and I. But have you got enough time to focus on it? Let me tell you how to have a, a, a strong prayer life. Go ahead. Uh, the woman that... Yeah, we're going to go into that way. Let me tell you how to have a strong prayer life. How do I have a strong prayer life? All I'm looking for is an image of something. It said that Christ... He said he, he offered up cries of prayer, wailing, crying. It's not that he's crying because he's feeling pain. No, he's pictured himself on a cross already. He's pictured thorns on his head, pressed down, pressed down. I'm telling you, when a man puts a crown of thorns and pressing it down into your head, he's having all those images and that's what causing him to weep. How do I improve my prayer life? I'm just looking for one picture to last the rest of my life. I don't need, listen, you guys, because you, I don't want us to get into a generation that is looking for so many Bible verses. No, 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 no. I just need you to spend some time and find the thing that touches you the most. Find what touches you the most and, and focus on that picture. Every time you focus on that picture, God will have a message for you. How do you think I got into the place of prayer? How do you think I get into certain scriptures? There, there's an image that I see. I can't share that image with you because it's a personal image. It moves me to the place of compassion. It moves me to the place to groan. It moves me to that place where I can't leave the place of prayer. I can't leave. Listen, if you've not cried yet in prayer... You've not yet been able to see what is God's word. What is God saying about this world? So the only man that understood the writing on the world was the man that has cried for that writing. He's cried for that image. So when he saw the picture, Darius just, when Daniel saw the picture, he said, ah, I, I know this image. I know what this means. What does it mean to you? 
What is God asking from some of you now is just asking for more desire for this word. A more, a deeper call, a deeper call that you're saying to yourself that until I look like this and see like this, I'm not interested in anything. That's why the prophet can't be bought out because there's a world he's looking for. He's resolute until I see this, I'm not done. I'm not going to leave the place of prayer. Who is Elijah? Elijah is the man that he was adamant. Nobody can notice me. He's, he's crying in his heart that I have a message for this world, but nobody wants to hear me. Can you understand the pain of Elijah? That he knows that he's been given a word. But no one, no one is going to listen to him. Because he's nobody. He's no one. He's not a person to be reckoned with. There's nothing about his background. There's nothing about Elijah's background. But you see, that is what led him to the place of prayer. I'm a no one, but I have a message for this world. And all of a sudden he's saying, Lord, I need a reason for the king to meet me. Let there be no rain in this land. Let no water fall on this land for three years. And he's praying that prayer. Do you think he started that prayer last night? No. It is day one, day two, focusing on a picture. Focusing on a translation, focusing on an image, he's just, that's all he sees. Because guess what? Elijah did not have Genesis. Elijah did not have Judges. Elijah did not have Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. So what did he have? The language of God. It's called an image. I'm just, I just see a world and I'm adamant that's the world I want to bring forward. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So who is the man of God? I'm just seeing a world and I'm adamant this is the world I want to bring to pass. This is the world I want to bring forward into today. And you lose no sleep. David said, Lord, remember me. And all of my self-denial. David said, all of my self-denial. David said, all, not part, all of my self-denial. Let me tell you about David. (laughs) How did David rise to become a king? David never forgot the day sleeping with the sheep. He never forgot that day. He never forgot the day he has to bind the leg of a sheep and use it as a pillow. It's that discomfort that makes David so powerful. Because you're chasing a man that is ready to go back to the sheep. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So he's, he's remembering Lord, when I was with the sheep, I dreamt of a world with you. I dreamt of making your nation worship you. And this is what I come to bring to pass. Did David have Psalms? No, he wrote it. Did David have Proverbs? No. It's it's his son that wrote Proverbs. Because of the picture that his... Listen, you can paint a picture so vividly. You can paint a picture so vividly that your children, Aliyah, have to. They have to abide by the image that you saw. So the day that Solomon was born, Solomon was visited by God. God asked him a question. Do you want wealth, riches? What do you need? He said, just to govern your people. Why? Because every night, all he sees is the picture of his father with the sheep. He knows that it's a sheep matter. Lika tutaliata. Has Solomon ever opened Genesis before? No. He don't even know how the world was shaped or formed. He don't even know who Adam is. That's not his business. 
His only business is there's a world that I can see and that's what I want to bring to pass. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So my job as a prophet is I need to be seeing God's mysteries for myself. What am I seeing? What is the world that I am seeing? What do I want to bring to reality? It is the picture. It is whatever God has written with his hand. The writing of God has so many flaws. It's the writing of a child. He can't write Eben properly. It's still the same fire circle. The same fire circle that landed on them on the upper room. The same writing. God's teaching class does not last more than one day. As soon as the tongues of fire land on your head, you've passed the class. That's it. It's just to know one language called fire. That's it. Done. It's fire language. That's all. The fire lands on my head and I paint. I use the fire. It said it is fire from the waist down. Why? It is, it is a paintbrush. The, the down bit is what he writes with. It is the painting of... So when, when I'm speaking God's mysteries, what am I doing? It said that is, you are speaking the word. It is him himself. There's only one letter in God's language. It is called the word. There's only one a, a sentence in God's language. It is called the word. Somehow, I must use the word to make out a letter for a nation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because a nation needs to read it and not know what the heck I'm saying. I can only come before the king's courts if I'm a translator. So who did the king call? You remember, he called who? He called the diviners. He's looking for how to translate this thing. He's called the astrologers. He's looking for how to translate this thing. He's calling everyone. He's calling everyone. So until Spark Nation becomes more of a scandal and a mystery. It needs to be a mystery because one day, let me tell you how we all walk into prominence, Stephen. Very simple. One day the right man decides to know about this thing. That's all. You, you're not hearing what I'm saying? One day the right man just says, I get that it's controversial, but what the heck is this thing? Everybody, everyone called to every place. There is always a person sent from your world to understand what this thing is about. When that person comes, then God says, is the Daniel ready? And he may look at Gabby and say, are you ready? Can you translate? Did you pass the class? Did you remain in the upper room and receive the fire? Are you able to make out? Because the language is written in light. So until you have the light yourself, you can't make it out. If you're not ready, then you can't translate. You can't make out the pictures. Because faith is framed. It's not a word. It's just a painting. It's just a painting called in the beginning. Or a painting called uh, Moses left Egypt. Or a painting called leave your father's house. What is the, the word that Abraham learnt? The only word Abraham learnt was leave your father's house and I will take you into a land flowing with milk and honey. That is all Abraham knows. Abraham don't know Hebrews 11. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's the only picture he has. So what keeps Abraham walking in the wilderness? What keeps him walking? There's a land somewhere. <laughs> There's a land somewhere. That's all Abraham is thinking. There's a land somewhere and he's walking. He gets into Egypt and he just knows this is not the land that I saw. I'm still walking. I did not see this land. And he's still walking. He's still, he's still walking. Some of you, you see, the reason why people leave us is they're not able to see where they're meant to journey to. 
So they jump out of the journey early. They leave the train too quick. They didn't see where they meant to journey to. I know what I see. I Listen, when God calls you to see, he's not calling you to see, oh, the UK with peace, the UK with joy and happiness. It is, have you seen the ebon that I see? That is the picture. That is the mystery. It said the mystery of God is what? Christ. Kalita Tuta. It is Christ. So, up until I look like the image painted of me, the image of Christ painted of me up until I look like the picture, then I've not fulfilled God's word in this country, in this land, in this earth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Maybe you've seen someone who can control the financial markets, but he's not even a trader. Do you know that there's such a person that exists? Do you know that? There's a man that exists that he sits in a room he just lies down at the corner of his bed, but every tweet, every Instagram post, and any word that he says, the market can crash. That is the man I see for myself. Maybe you have your own picture. But up until I become that image, it is called Christ in you. That is the image that God sees. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it is that there is no, there is nothing for God to do until there's a moment of compassion in the world. Until that moment of compassion has come. The image is always about someone called Eben or Niniola solving something that the world needs to be saved. It is about a Christ. He's a savior. What is the need of me creating a character that is called to save if there's nothing to save people from? Don't stop praying for troubles to go away. No, no, no. Troubles should not go away. Because if troubles increase, it just means that there will be more people called into God's kingdom to speak his language. There. Who is Moses if we were not in slavery? If we were not in slavery, will Moses have a meaning? No. Will Moses have a meaning? He was in the palace, but the Moses that God saw is just a man with a staff and controlling a three million people in a desert. That is the image. Who is John? Who is Jesus without the Roman Empire? What is the point? Me preaching, repent. Repent because another kingdom is coming. Will anyone listen to me if, I, if they were not being oppressed? If they were not being oppressed by another kingdom, would they listen to Jesus? If they were living in comfort, would they listen to Jesus? No. So who is Jesus? It's just a picture of a problem that God solved. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's just the, the picture of solution. Here is the picture of solution. Here is the issue and here is my son. The, God don't know how he's a child. The picture don't change. No matter what paper you put in front of him, he still keeps drawing his son. It's just a circle. He don't know. You, 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 you change the paper and you say, Lord, can you draw something else? I'm looking for something and, and, and he just looks at you and says they are new every morning and I'm going to draw a new thing for you and it's the same scribble the same man, the same person same person over and over again so what is this in this room? It is, there is a picture inside you it is called Christ in me Christ in me and God, for some of you you, you still see God as you don't know what you're doing and you can you blame certain people because 
is just not mature. I know the scriptures that said now, oh, but now we are mature. But I'm speaking to you from the revelation of God's word. That sometimes when God takes the pen, you say, I can do better. Do you remember those moments in your life? Where you just took the pen and said, no, I know what I'm doing here. You doesn't look, no Lord, this, you don't look like you're drawing the right thing. It's always just a scribble and it's never neat. <laughs> it's never neat. The life of a prophet. I should be so well put together, right? I should have everything well managed and put together. But no, 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 no. That's not what he asked for. It is according to my painting. If you can have faith, then you can be able to make out what the image means. You can make out what the painting means. But once you've learned the tongue of flame, the tongue of the spirit, once you've learned the tongue of the spirit, it is time for a conversation with nations. Even though he's a child, he went to the temple to go and ask questions, to prepare himself for a lifelong work. He didn't start to prepare as an adult. Once you've received the language, what do you do? It is time for a conversation with nation. What is a national conversation? National conversations begin with problems. So, there is a, a, go to that John, uh, what is it again? John 4? No, not women at the well. Issue of blood. That's Luke. Quickly, quickly now. Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house, because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowd was almost crushed. Yeah. The crowd almost crushed him. Mm. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. Mm -hmm. But no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. And immediately her bleeding stopped. The, a woman, a woman for 12 years, and no one could help her. Mm. Nobody could help her. Woman bleeding for 12 years. It's no woman, it's a country. It's a nation. Yes. She's in a problem for 12 years. She has an issue of blood. It, issue of blood is that the blood will sometimes clot up in her. So it causes bleeding. Um, the doctors then can help me, right? Blood clot. What does blood clot do? Huh? Blood clots. What is that all about? Does anyone know how to explain that blood clot stuff? Huh? It affects your heart. <laughs> Yeah, and then you can have a stroke. The flow of blood. It, it's, it's a troubled nation. Oh my God. But 
the, the blood clots because of something to do with the blood cells. So, yeah? I'm trying to remember my biology. <laughs> it's something to do with blood cells. So in short, it is just that in this one nation, there are two opposing people. Even though it's the same nation. In the blood, there are two people that war against each other. It's that war that causes that nation to not prosper. But it has she, that nation now needs a conversation with a man of compassion. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So what so civil war is not necessarily the UK against the UK itself. Look, huh? Go on. Yeah. The process may be triggered by an injury or sometimes incurred inside blood vessels. So an injury can cause a blood clot. An injury can cause a blood clot and it happens inside blood vessels. Conversation with a nation. Do you have enough compassion to be able to free the woman of her issue of blood? What is the issue of blood? You know, you know I, was, I was asking myself, what is this issue though? So that we, we know when we're facing certain things, we know what we're up against. Do you know that there is a struggle between Pastor Binta and Pastor Binta? At all times. There's a struggle there's always a struggle. There's a constant struggle. John lost the battle of the struggle between himself and himself. He started to doubt, is this the Christ? He lost his head. If we begin to doubt what we're doing now, our call now, Stephen is the root cause problem. It is your fight against yourself is the reason why there are still people that have not been saved in wherever world you're sent to. So I'm looking at civil war in between the body of Christ. He said he touched the hem of his garment. He did not even know who touched him. In the body of Christ, there's still war. Who are those that come against us sometimes? It is even people who say that they're Christian. They come, they fight, they, they, they profess like they know. They don't know the pain of the life of a prophet. They don't know his pain. They don't know his life. Nothing is ever easy, but everything is easy. Have you seen the life of a prophet? Remember I spoke to you last week. I said, he makes everything look like this is part of it. Taught how to live abounding and abase in, in, in like, in lack and in prosperity in all things. But he's taught that way so that he can produce tears. He's just taught that way to produce tears. Malika tutaliaba sukata ibadozaliata. 
Amen. 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 Conversation with a nation. But there has to be tears, right? If we're going to generate power, there has to be tears. There has to be some compassion there. There has to be some compassion there. Compassion is intentional. It's not like love, like I told you guys. It's an intentional thing. It is a focus on something until something moves inside you. One thing every prophet must know how to do. He must know how to create water for fishermen. Do you know that if someone doesn't cry, there's no souls for Pastor Stephen? If someone is not moved about someone else, there's no, there's no soul, there's no reason. There's no reason for Pastor Stephen then to go. Have you ever tried speaking to a hard heart? Have you ever tried speaking to a hard heart? It's, it's like a pointless conversation because no one has wept for that person yet. It is, who was it speaking about the grounds? Pastor Eben was speaking about the grounds. The ground is hard, not because it chooses to be hard. It's just been in the presence of sun for so long. The proud, those who believe they shine by themselves. It's been in their presence for so long, so people's hearts heart hardens. It's not been in the presence of those who have compassion. So the first thing, just be, you don't don't look for the kill immediately. Soul snatchers. Get people, get them around you first. If you're a man who's able to have compassion, rain will hit them. It has to. It has to. But I've reached a place of where I'm just fed up now. That's just me though. I'm looking at my life and I can see an image that I should be. But I know I've not cried enough. I know that forget the souls outside. I know there's still pride in my heart. I know there's still some hard ground somewhere. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's still a hard ground somewhere because there's a reason why. There's a reason. There must be a reason why God is not able to form something out of me yet. 
Why is it that some ground is still too hard? You're not able to mold, Lord. What is it? So I'm still looking. I'm still, I'm still, look, I'm still trying to push myself into a certain place of prayer. It's going to be a prayer matter because I'm looking at some of us and we want to be mobilizers and we want to do all kinds of things. But the truth is you, you're not that passionate about this work yet. You're not passionate about the work. You're not. The world still feeds on compassion. They will show us Oxfam and Red Cross and they will show us a boy with ribs showing and they will show us all these kind of things. It is, it is to drive something out of you. Where is that place of power? It is on your knees when you're weeping. You don't allow an issue to leave at all. You don't allow an issue to leave. It is, it, you decide that if I am going to die with this issue, then so be it. That is how the men of prayer birthed a life of prayer. They didn't know, prayer was not birthed because they just said to themselves, oh, I'm just going to pray 30 minutes. You know, for some of us, it's still just, I'm just going to pray one hour or I'm just going to pray 30 minutes or I'm just, listen, until you know that something is bothering me and if I don't solve this thing, nobody else will solve this thing. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, you actually know, you, you know that huh, if, I, if I don't, Nobody, there is no one who will appeal for me. That is the life of Paul. Paul lived a life where there's no prayer partner. There is no friend. He's going through snake bites and shipwreck on his own. Are you hearing what I'm saying? How can I, how do I pray when I've just come out of a shipwreck? If you just come out of a shipwreck, all you can do, let me tell you now, all you'll be doing is crying. What are you going to say? What will you say? Ship has wrecked you today. Next week, you're wrecked again. You land in a place to preach God's word and snakes bite you. It's ongoing and ongoing and ongoing, but he was getting more powerful. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He's building himself in a place of power. It is... It is it is if a man wants to journey, what do I do? I'm not just looking at Pastor Faye. I'm, I'm looking for issues and problems. Go ahead. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we want So, okay, look at this now. It said, in the same way we do not know what to pray for, but the Spirit intercedes for us, right? But do you know, that before someone else can be born into the spirit, because that's for you and I, who are believers, but what about someone who's not a believer? Who's going to intercede for them? Guess who the spirit is? It is Stephen. So Stephen has to bring himself down. He must bring himself down to a place where I'm, he, I, he needs to take on the burden of a person. What? <laughs> What, what the hell is the burden of house rent? House, house rent is not burden. God forbid there is no power that can be generated from house rent burden. Stephen, there are people that have not eaten days. There are, there are women that are being abused on a daily basis. Daily. You, wanna, you live in a gold house in plush circumstance and, and you've not yet willed for a girl that is being bashed every night. So... You come before God to pray and you're praying, Lord, I need seed. 
that's a small one. You're saying, Lord, I need seed for the one who cannot sow. That's a prayer. My prayer is there's one who cannot sow, but they need a seed to come out of that life. I'm praying for that person. And you're, listen, that's what will push you into a new place in the prophetic. You want to get into the prophetic, you take on a burden. You just decide that no, 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 no. Things are too bad for this person. And I know they're not strong enough to come out of it. I know, and I'm not looking for them to be strong because just like the Spirit prays for me in my weakness, I'm looking at them in their weakness and I'm on my knees praying in the Spirit. Why am I praying in the Spirit? Because I'm a child. There's no English words that I feel I can use to, to express the, the life of that person. So I'm just praying. And what do I picture in my prayer? Is it John chapter 5? No. Leave those prayers behind. Is the picture of the girl being a... John, you know what I'm saying? You, you just put that picture in your mind. You, you, you put that picture there. Let me, I want you to be able to push into a new place of prayer. So it's not that you're... Ah, I just remember the scripture. Um, Psalm 58. And I'm just going to pray on Psalm 58. That's a small one. So for me, that's too small. There are girls in uni that rave every night because they don't believe they're worthy of anything. They're not, they're not going out because they think they're fine girls. They, they think they're nothing. They've been abused. They come from lifestyle of different things. If you can't go on your knees now and, and picture how she goes home to cry all the mascara off her face. You see all those nice Instagrams they leave for you. But at home she's crying. Her face is black. Her eyes are black. She's, she's crying the whole night. Every boy that grabbed her, everything. She's crying everything. If you're not able to have that picture, you've not started praying yet. Because then what will God show you? What will God show you though? What are you looking to see? What are you looking to see? If, if I can't see the world God is sending me to, then I'm not seeing nothing. I'm not seeing nothing. Am I, am I, I said to you guys, I have an image of me already. He is a man on the corner of a bed, on the side corner of a bed. I, I show God that image and I, I accept that image. You know why? Because I want God to know that even if he shipwrecks me out of this house today, wherever I go to is just a corner that I need. It's from that same corner that I will get to where I need to get to. So you remember when Pastor Toby said, don't forget the days on your mom's couch. I can never forget the days on my mom's couch. Ever. On my mom's couch, Tulsa Hill was seven people. Still getting a mad word, seven. Seven people, you're getting mad. You're going back to sleep on the couch. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're not going to sleep on a king-size bed. No, no, no. It's on my mom's couch that Pastor Benson still messaged me to say, I don't have a bed in Tulsa. I don't know if she even remembers that day. I don't have a mattress in Tulsa for the second person that's staying here. And I'm on the couch lamenting on someone else who also is on a couch. <laughs> How do I get into a place of the word where you're able to produce tears? Listen, it is God's tears that wipes out the world. Until you wipe out the world you want to recreate, you're not starting nothing. Just start building up power. It said, it, how do I build up power? I go into a place of prayer and I focus on the word. What is the word? The image that I see. Not Revelations 5 or Revelations 10. It is good, it is good for reference. 
but it's not enough to keep me there for five hours. Do you want to know how to get into a prayer for five hours? You can spend the first hour just making a painful sound. Do you know why? You've already, you're, you're thinking of the life of someone and you're just saying, how Lord? There's no other prayer than the prayer for someone who hates your enemy now. Positive said, there's a man who hates me, but I choose to love him. Ah, it is the worst thing. Insulted on every side, but I choose to love. So he begins to paint images of himself hugging the person. And every time he sees that, he just starts to cry. He has to cry because he can't see himself doing it, but he's just picturing himself doing it. He's having faith. That is faith. You cannot see yourself doing it, but it says... The worlds were framed. The worlds were framed. So I've not seen that world, but I see that world. And I'm looking at a man of God who is so powerful in a world. I choose to have Rolls Royce the day that I don't need to buy it. The day that I can raise someone who can give it. Because if my father can live that way, he can drive a, if he drives Lamborghini from someone who gifted it, then what, what should I be aiming for? It is a world that I choose to labor in the life of my people. I choose to labor for them until they're raised. And so God, with all his mighty power, with all his mighty strength, look for that scripture, um, Pastor Sandra. He raised Christ from the dead. How did he raise Christ from the dead? With his mighty power. It says, uh, the, the, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much what power so it means that that little child was even praying God was even praying in his in his room saying okay I can't believe I actually did it I killed my son I can't believe I actually did it I pray I know how to get this guy up again it's the tears of that prayer you don't understand it is like a bet it's a bet between him and Abraham. That's why he's God's friend. Because they're joking with each other. You know, I love you so much that I can lose my wife for you. And God says, I love you so much that I lost my wife for you. And they're betting with each other till they get to the point of, you know I love you so much that I can kill my son for you. <laughs> and God look at him and say, are you sure? Yeah, I'm going to prove it. And, and God don't believe that he can do it. He binds his son, put his son on a slab. Slab for meat. Slab where you, you cut meat, where you butcher. He put his son there and the guy raises a sword to strike the boy. God has to come and say, okay, okay, I get you, I get you now. But now Abraham look at him and so your turn. I thought we're friends. <laughs> I saw your friends. And God goes, now there's a challenge, so I need to prove myself past God now. I have to actually do it. <laughs> the first resurrection is with Isaac because in the heart of Abraham, the, it said, scripture says, in the heart of Abraham, the boy is dead already. He's already seen an image of a life with himself and just his wife. Do you understand? Imagine living saying to yourself that 
I am going to be the father of nations. That is the image that you see. Then all of a sudden you have to switch the channel. And you have to see this is just me and my wife back again. And there may not be any comeback. But how do I tell my wife that I'm just doing this to profess a love for this God that she does not even hear. God goes to take the life of his son and, and he himself is even thinking, oh my days, oh my days, I actually did it. I actually did it, I actually did it, okay. And then he starts to cry and say, I actually did it. It's that prayer that allowed him to go into the darkness to raise his son again. Do you guys understand the power of compassion? It's done. The power of compassion. What does it take to be a man of power in this realm? It is not the, 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 the ingestion or the swallowing of many scriptures. What did he say? What did he say about that scripture you gave us last week? I place my word in him. Then he said, to, I break those words inside him. It's just a word. The funny thing about the word, like I said to you, is not even like it's a different word. It's the same conversation. Let's bring a child in here and let's speak to the child. The same thing he says to Eben. It looks like they're having a long conversation. He goes to Joanna and says the same thing. It is Christ. The hope of glory. That's the only vocab. They don't know anything much more than that. <laughs> you, you guys are waiting to hear from God. It says eyes that see and ears that hear. The Lord has made them all, right? The Lord has made them both. He's fashioned it for his prophet. What does the prophet hear? All you're hearing is Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's all you're hearing. And you're shaping, you're shaping, you're shaping. You decide to paint. You pick up the word. It said from the loins down, a fire is the paintbrush. And you're, you're painting and you're, you're looking and you're like, Lord, does this look like the image of your son? And he says, no, you're missing a side there. And then God says, you can't get this side until you go through this thing. You have to go through this experience for you to be able to paint this picture or this side of your life. Listen, don't wait for years to pass, Joanna. Don't wait for 2020 or 2025. No, look at the image now. Go on your knees and begin to paint the image today now. Do you know that Alex of 2050 is already alive? Do you know that? Do you know that it's not this Alex translating so now we go back into translate now <laughs> it's not this alex translating because translation is also to travel it's not this alex translating no it is this alex bringing that alex to this time that is the mystery of time travel god said that as for my son listen now he said that the lamb of god that was slain before the whole world began. So, what the whole Bible you read, this whole thing you read, guess what? <laughs> God is just showing you a time that was meant to happen, but he decided for it to happen now. Because his son already died. Do you understand what I'm saying? His son did not die at the end of Matthew. It already happened, but he's thinking, no, 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 no. I need these guys to experience it. So guess what you can do? 
You don't know yet, huh? Do you know that you too can push yourself back and forward? According to the image that I see. I create a trouble for a nation. I just go and find a saint. I can focus on a boy, a girl, until there is Solomon now. I focus on another one until I've got David here. He does not know he's David. But in my heart, in the place of prayer, it is the spirit of the righteous saints that Christ raised from the dead that still walk the earth. The seven spirits of God that still walk the earth. The prophet is able to recreate that. What is my giving? What is seed? This is why I gather people to speak about seed. Seed is what you use to develop compassion. You need a reason to feel like you're down and out. Because the issue with ourselves as people who are called, we only work when we are weak. We're only strong when we are weak. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you're strong, you're not a part of him. You're not speaking his language. Guess why? Because when he enters the class, and he's looking at children and then he's looking at you and he's saying when did you grow up the same question he asked to Adam 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 who told you these things you have to leave the class now you're, you're a big boy my class is only for kids you gotta leave now you don't get it I don't even know. I don't want to do another three hours something now. I don't want to do that at 10 o'clock. What is our work? What is our work? Who do you see when you see you? Lord, I see weakness. Permit it, Lord, to be that I continue to see my weakness. You know, Paul began to grow so strong. He grew so strong to the place where he was almost maturing into a man. And God said, no, I've kept a thorn there for you. So every time Paul sees the thorn, he feels like, like, why am I still doing this rubbish thing? Upon all the mysteries that I know, why am I still doing this thing? There's a reason I have to remain in a certain way. He said, but you see, the father, my favorite scripture, the father loves the son. Yes, sir. So he shows the son everything he does. He said what he shows him. How do you teach kids? Do you remember show and tell? Do you remember that you see for children, you can't bring maths book out. Maths is for adults. For a child, you have to bring A and show. You have to bring alphabet and show you have to bring a ball and show their learning is in picture form so when i see children that struggle with learning in a certain way they're not there's no problem with the child leave the child alone he's just operating in the manner he's supposed to operate spiritually physically so this the physical world says there's a problem with him or her no problem at all none at all I see men like trees. Going back to the first state does not mean there's a problem with you. Take me back to that place, Lord. To that secret place. 
where I can be with you and you can show me and you can show me what does God show does he show Exodus chapter 11 Uh -uh. when he called Moses did he show him Deuteronomy no it just shows him Moses I'm writing something come and see by the time you come you just seen the scribble that scribble is for all of us to go and take down walls. There are walls everywhere in this world that need to be marched up and down, round and round. We need to march those walls till those walls come crumbling down. Those are the walls. Are you hearing me? Walls everywhere, exalted. Walls that you cannot see. There are walls in the place of giving. There are walls in the place of education. Let me tell you something. Abraham had to overcome the barrier of certain walls. The first seed he sown to Melchizedek is what graduated him to sow another seed called Isaac. Do you know that if he did not sow that first seed, God would not have allowed him to sow the second seed? Do you know that sometimes your life is stuck in a place because you're just still at a certain level of seed? You've not yet broken yourself to say, you know what, I get it's going to be mad from here on, but I choose to do it. I just choose to be in that place. I choose to be, I choose, I choose, Lord. I choose to be weak all the time. If there's any part of me that is strong, I get rid of it now. I sow, I give however I can. I don't know how I'm meant to give, but I'm just going to take myself into that world realm. It's called translation. How do you journey? Jesus taught us how to journey. He taught us how to translate. He said, drop all your possessions. Travel light. Make sure there's nothing on you. So the rich man, listen to me, listen to me, Evan, listen. The rich man wants to be richer. But the key to being richer, unfortunately, is to lose all. But it's a difficult word. It's a difficult thing. It is weakness that he don't understand. Do you understand? It is the foolishness of God. You know, it, it's like asking for counseling from a child. And the child, you come to the child and you say, he slapped me. And the child will say, yay. Tell him to slap you again. That's how God sounds. The wise adult will say, oh, no, 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 that's bad. Let's go deal with this matter. <laughs> the child goes, whoa, he slapped you. Let me see. And you show the picture of you getting slapped and he laughs. <laughs> Psalm chapter 2, the Lord scoffs at them. He said, the nations gathered against the Lord. Come and see the God that we serve. The nations gathered against the Lord. He saw their mighty armies. He saw their mighty armies gather against him. Did he panic? He burst out laughing because he looked to the left and right and saw legions of angels. So to him, it's a laughable matter that you came to fight me with this and I have this. <laughs> Beware of the, the mouth of the prophet. The prophet does not need to speak because he knows what he carries. So he can suffer. 
God blesses in his suffering. You know why? Because God knows he had the power not to suffer. In him is a word that says, I don't need to suffer. So God's amazement is seeing Jesus with command over billions of angels. Little angels and big angels. And him still seeing himself in cough. And God is like, he's not reacting. This is, this is, this is amazing. What is the most mysterious thing for God? It is that his son was in the garden weeping and crying for sinners. Do you know that even the father in heaven still don't even know what it's like to sin? He don't know what it's like. So he's seen his son crying and he's like, so this thing is that serious. So Lord, I choose to take on the form that can allow you to relate with this world. Do you understand that prayer? I choose to be the one that allows you to relate with these people. I'm speaking to you about people that deserve compassion, but there's no one to cry for them. But they need help. There's no one, no one to cry for them. And the unfortunate thing is if you don't cry for them, God will not know that they deserve to be cried for. So God will, the judgment will be upon them. Whose fault was it? You were selfish. As we begin to round up, I'm just, I, just, I just want us to push into the next year with a new barrier of power. A new barrier. I do not sow because I have. Please. I do not sow because I have. I need God to see how useless I am. I need to pull on his heart and make him feel this guy needs help. Have you ever tried to fight the man that God decided that man needed help? It's, 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 it's an unfortunate war. <laughs> when God decides this man needs help and you, not knowing that that man needs help, you came to attack. Then the Lord says, my, the Lord says my wrath will be on him. I choose, Lord. I'm choosing. I'm choosing. I decide to be what you used to relate to this world. I choose to be that person. Yes, there are treasures in the sea. But who is going to cry for there to be a sea? Someone has to cry. We all want to dive into the this, this sea and pull treasures out. Okay, who's now going to cry for there to be a sea even? Which one of us will decide, I, Lord, I'm going to take on some pain so that there can be a river, at least, for treasure to be in. The kingdom of God is like a man who found treasure. Where does God find, hide his treasure? He hides it under the tears of his prophets. When a prophet has cried in a place, God goes and takes treasure and hides it there. Why? He does not believe anyone is going to journey into the tears of the prophet. The tears of the prophet is a bad place. He's crying for so much pain. So much things. We all want to dive down. 
What are you diving down to? The waters of the word? No, it's not the waters of the word. It is not the waters of the word. Every, read, read your scriptures and you see that every prophet is called for a... It is that there was a nation God was trying to save and then God had to send someone there. Do you understand? So from Malachi to all of them, they're all being sent into a place because of some people that are just so stubborn. These are stubborn people, so God needs to send someone there. What would it take for Job to translate into another, and into another dimension of wealth? Lose it all and cry. Job, you got to cry now. You're still too strong, Job. You sow, yeah, but I needed to give everything. And God was trying to hint to Job, can you give everything? But he's not giving everything. He's just sacrificing for the sins of his children, his brothers and his sisters. But God said, what about the whole land of the east? What about the whole land of the west? What about the whole land of the north and the south? Job, why can't you sow a seed for the north and the south? For their sins, why can't you? No, Job is still thinking about his immediate family. So by force, he has to lose everything. The richest man in the east sowed it all. Wife, children, everything. Can you imagine God making you so to the place where he now says, you got nothing. You say, yes. You got no house. You say, yes. You say, now, I don't want you to have kids. And you're like, what are you talking about? That's, is that even scriptural? Like, that's evil, God. What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, I want you to lose these, sow them. You know why they didn't resurrect? Because he didn't want to lose them. The only man God lost a bet with was Abraham. From the day Abraham has said, I, I, I accept your challenge, sir. God is shook of him. Like, that's my friend. This guy is mad. He's going to do the maddest things. And I'm afraid. Let's not give anything to Abraham to do again. <laughs> Abraham sold to the point where God had to say, all of my power in heaven and my power on earth, this seed is to the value of that. And I can't cheat you, unfortunately. It took on jurisdiction of heaven. Abraham is sleeping in his bedroom. And if God wants to wipe out Afghanistan, God has to report himself to him. It's not that Abraham... Listen, let me show you about a new dimension of life of prayer. There's if you still have to pray for an issue for God to speak to you, you're not yet there. It says of Abraham, is my friend, will I do anything? So it's like God just picks up his bag jumps on an angel to fly down and then his spirit tells him the Holy Spirit goes have you told Abraham what you're about to do? and he's like you're right take left let's go to his house let's go and tell him what we're about to do have you, do you, have you entered such relationship though? let's rise on our feet and pray we, I don't want to do this 11 p.m. stuff. Laka tutali bradozali kataya masuta kaliata malo bradozali atabasukataya sharaba sota masukataya batutali abasukataya sherebe so bradozali ata 